I don't know what my fact's going to be. You kind of look like Yelena from the Black Widow trailer right now. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> my oh name no. is Heidi, and I got all of my letters of recommendation in for grad school. My name's Rory, and I am synced up with standardized testing. Hooray. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. I'm not actually sure if there are any spoilers in this episode. Except for maybe, like, part (laughs) of LBD. Yeah. And it's really only that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which we're going to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. So so here's the deal, guys. The next episode we put out is going to be episode 40, and normally we try to do a special on the zeros. But it's also going to be the Christmas special. So we did some rearranging. Rearranging. That's how they're going to be saying rearranging in 100 years. Rearranging. Some rearranging. And we're doing our special now. What's the special about? P and P. Pumpkins and penguins? <laughs> right. I'm prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a whole episode about Pride and Prejudice, different adaptations, including, of course, the original novel. The mm. adaptation we're not doing because we're sinners is the Colin Firth one. It's not that we're sinners, we're just babies, and yeah. we haven't seen it, and it's on my list, but yes. you know what? They keep making movies, okay? Yeah, I can't be keeping up. Plus, like, okay, so you know how there's, I have what I'm going to call the Buffy Summers theory of classics. Okay. Okay, so there's Little Women, Pride and Prejudice, those are the two biggest ones, but there are others that I think mm-hmm. fall into this category. Magnificent Seven. Yep. Uh, into each generation is born an adaptation. Mm -hmm. This is the Buffy Summers law of adaptations. So you are not expected to watch every version of Little Women. Like, you don't have to watch the 1939 and the the 2019 and the 1995. Yeah. Like, I watched the 1995. That's the one I... Actually, I've watched all the two that are out. And then I'm going to watch the new one. But, like, no one's obliged to do that. I just did it because we had it on VHS. It was there. Yeah. Every generation is born a Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Ours, we got two because we're lucky duckies. But, you know. We should probably start with the OG, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah. The the Jane Austen that has what what might be the most famous opening line in all of literature. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Holy snarky. <laughs> well, but also like this idea that however little known the feelings or views of such a man may be on his first entering a neighborhood, this truth is so well fixed in the minds of the surrounding families that he is considered the rightful property of someone or other of their daughters. So like Pride and Prejudice opens and you're like, ugh, the patriarchy. Yeah. And then the next sentence it's like, mm this is a matriarchy. Uh-uh. All them mamas, they're like <laughs> they're like matrimony vultures. Yeah. Descending upon the single <laughs> young men. <laughs> matrimony vultures. Yeah. Coming back with, with the pluckins of several thousand pounds a year just looking for some man to marry their daughters it's like y'all this book does not pass the reverse Bechdel test no and that is my favorite thing yeah Rory can you remind us what the Bechdel test is it's the one where 
it measures to see if there's ever a scene with just two women who aren't and they are not talking about a guy like they don't talk about about a guy at all and there's just two women in the scene or it's just women Mm -hmm. and there's no men talk at all like it's just women (laughs) yes that is the Bechtel test the reverse Bechtel test then is if two men ever have a scene together where they're not talking about women and Jane Austen god bless her not a single conversation (laughs) I love it I mean broadly speaking there is one person who talks to another man about not a woman he's interested in romantically yeah but but that it still counts. It still counts because... Because that counts with the Bechdel test. The other thing is Lady Catherine de Bourgh is a lady. Yes. And Mr. Collins cannot go a single paragraph without mentioning the lovely patronage of the delightful Lady Catherine de Bourgh. <laughs> like... <laughs> Collins is just like, have you heard about the Lady Catherine? I've and heard this. Yes. So many times. I mean, Collins is the worst. I love him so much. This is very Mary and Collins, which I love that the 2005, like, picked up on the fact that Mary Bennett would have been into Collins. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. And I love that. This is how we're introduced to Mary's personality. Mary wished to say something sensible, but knew not how. (laughs) Oh. Just. Yikes. Ouch. And Collins also has no idea how to say something sensible. Uh. He just compliments everything. <laughs> Collins. I've decided that my favorite thing, by the way, about the Pride and Prejudice portion of the plot in Pride and Prejudice, is that Darcy uses, like, he observes Jane and decides that Jane isn't interested enough. And Lizzie is basically like, she's shy and polite yeah. and isn't going to like throw herself at somebody. Yeah. And Darcy is upset that Lizzie didn't realize he liked her <laughs> for the same reasons <laughs> that he's like, Jane doesn't like Bingley. And these uh. two morons are just stumbling their way through, falling off uh. their high horses and straight into love. It's great. Oh my God. <laughs> To fall in love, you have to fall off your high horse. (laughs) I hated that, and therefore I repeated it. (laughs) Love is mud. Did you see her hem six inches deep in mud? Shut up, Caroline. (laughs) Shut up. Okay. Talking about the book, let's go through the Bennett sisters. Your favorite sister, go. I want to say Jane and, like, be a nice person, no. but it's Lizzie. That's Lizzie. Because <laughs> obviously. Yeah, it's obviously Lizzie. It's obviously Lizzie. I feel like we're not going to be able to separate anything out, so yeah. let's just get that out there right yeah. now. We wa- we're going to talk about the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, which is a YouTube adaptation in which Lizzie Bennett is a blogger. We're just going to assume that you are vaguely aware of the plot of Pride and Prejudice. If you are not, here's mm-hmm. the deal. Two rich guys move into a neighborhood, a family with in lbd3 in the novel five daughters uh is like we need to snatch up mr bingley mr bingley's friend mr darcy is a dickhead so they think turns out he's just awkward and tall (laughs) awkward and tall so 
Mm. Jane Bennett, the oldest perfect sister, who's like, if anything, too perfect, falls in love with Bingley. He falls in love with her. But Darcy is like, uh, Jane isn't really in love. Meanwhile, Darcy is accidentally falling in love with Lizzie, who cannot really stand him, but also like to not stand him would be to acknowledge his existence anytime he's not in the room. So she's kind of like, yeah, whatever (laughs) about him all the time. (laughs) He breaks up Jane and Bingley unbeknownst to Lizzie when she figures out that he broke up Jane and Bingley. It's when he is professing his love for her. And she's like, you did what with whom now? (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) Meanwhile, Lizzie has started to fall in love with a guy named Wickham, who was Darcy's ex, like God brother. Ex-godbrother, because Darcy's like, get out of my life. Yes, ex, because... <laughs> get because out of my life. Unbeknownst to anyone, Wickham is the worst. Darcy writes Wickham a very... Wickham is a dickum. Wickham is a dickum. <laughs> so B- Darcy writes this letter to Lizzie explaining everything that Wickham yeah. did and how his feelings were misconstrued and that he's really sorry about Jane and Bingley, but he's not sure if he should interfere again. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie's like, okay, fine. Fair. <laughs> so circumstances bring them together in like several comedies of errors like as in she's accidentally touring his house and she's like damn it i could have been the wife in charge of pemberley because like being the mistress of the house is like managing all the affairs it's a big deal she could have run pemberley (laughs) just when she's starting to feel that regret georgiana darcy the ray of sunshine's like you should hang out with me and my brother and she's like okay okay and he's like okay (laughs) sure then they get a letter that lydia the stupidest youngest sister who's basically like how do i put this honey imagine you put a jar of glitter into a can of sprite and then drop some mentos into it that's lydia's personality my god (laughs) so lydia has run away with mr wickham and lost her virginity and the whole neighborhood knows about it and so now lydia's reputation is ruined and also all of the sisters so darcy secretly pays off wickham to marry lydia to salvage the reputation and lizzie Mm -hmm. figures it out and is like i am totally in love with this man he's like you have bewitched me body and soul (laughs) meanwhile bingley's like i tried to live without you and i couldn't and jane's like yes a thousand times less Yes, everyone gets married happily ever after, except for Lydia, who was never going to have a happily ever after. No. Mary Bennett is remains useless, and <laughs> Catherine Bennett hangs out with her older sisters instead of Lydia and becomes a much better person because of it. Excellent. Happily ever after. How was that? Oh, so good. <laughs> good job. I did it. And that was, and that was the 2019 adaptation. And that's what you missed on Glee. And that's what you missed on Glee. So anyway... In LBD, Kitty Bennett, who in the book just follows around Lydia and copies her, becomes a cat. <laughs> like literal kitty. <laughs> literal kitty Bennett. I love it. Played by Rosie Wiles. Mary Kate Wiles' cat. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Bennett becomes a cousin because you can't have five daughters in today's society. Even that's four weird. Daughters. That's Even weird. That's a lot. That's a lot. Of kids. Three yeah. is acceptable. And so there's Jane, Lizzie, Lydia. Yeah. And so we decided, realized, that they're so archetypal in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries adaptation, like they've Mm -hmm. boiled everyone down to their essence, Mm -hmm. that basically everyone is either, at their core, a Jane, Lizzie, or a Lydia. Mm -hmm. Then from there... Or a Charlotte. Or a Charlotte, which is the fourth Lizzie's best friend. Yeah. So those are the four basic archetypes. Mm -hmm. If we were to sort those into Hogwarts houses, we're not. No. They don't fit. They don't fit. They don't fit. Because they can intermingle. Like, yeah... Like, Lydia's can be Ravenclaws. If a Lydia is a Ravenclaw, they're a Georgiana. Yeah. <laughs> because Georgiana is what happens when you get, like, bubble sprite 
Yeah. And don't ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Gigi's great, which is also what they call her in yeah. LBD. It's, it's fantastic. Gigi. So, Rory and I both self-identify and also are identified by everyone <laughs> as Lizzie. Lizzie. Lizzie Bennett. Lizzie Bennett. Little proud. Little prejudiced. <laughs> little prideful. Little prejudiced. Real smart. Sometimes smarter than they should be. And uh, takes a little bit too long to dismount their high horse for their own good. Jane Also Bennett. takes a long time to read other people. Mm-hmm. As in like know someone for a full like let's say eight months and literally has to have them tell them i'm in love with you (laughs) like those exact words or else we're not gonna get it no we're not gonna get it you have to tell me specifically (laughs) see lizzie's are the type to be like at the altar like do you like like me (laughs) okay but do you like like me (laughs) but like are you sure it's not too late to back out (laughs) it's like i wouldn't be hurt (laughs) it's okay i wouldn't be hurt i'd be devastated but like if you gotta you gotta i getcha i getcha and then there's jane's whose prime fault is that they really do see everyone as probably better than they are like jane's are too kind yeah but also jane's are a little bit like play it close to the chest yeah um, Jane's walk around a little bit like their kindness is their armor. Yeah. And Lydia's just want to have fun and also be loved by their family. What? <laughs> oh. so, so Lydia's prime failing is that a Lydia will self-destruct in an effort to see if anyone notices. Yep. Real bad. <laughs> yep. That's that. And this is the Lizzie Bennett archetypes because I think they're in more fleshed out than uh, the Austin archetypes in some ways. Yeah. And Gigi's are the ones who understand why. Like basically a Lydia who's been to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you get a Georgiana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Lydia, sh- but make it therapy. Yep. And a Charlotte is a lot like a Lizzie except for more pragmatic. Yeah. Lizzie's will die on this hill. Yeah. Charlotte will be like, there are other hills. I could just go to one of those and not have to fight this battle at all. And Lizzie's like, it's principle. And Charlotte's like, why? An excellent example. Although this is an example in which a Charlotte was also like, no, but you're wrong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when she is wrong. <clears throat> Math is red. It was a hill to die on. Yeah. But that is, that is my hill to die on. Mm-hmm. Um, math is red. Me and my friend, who is a Charlotte, were having a very heated argument about whether or not <laughs> math was red or what she said, which was blue. No. And no, no. it it hurt me physically. I later got a text from the Lydia that was like, math is obviously blue. And I'm like, what? There's a genetic defect in this yeah, family. Yeah, this is a family thing. <laughs> no, <also> but, <laughs> but, but I put the poll on Instagram and it was 20 people voted blue. Were they all chins? And 20... <laughs> <laughs> the whole chin the family chin clan <laughs> auntie signed up for instagram just to vote blue <laughs> register to vote now <laughs> i i think i did, i don't even remember what i said yeah 43 percent said blue and it it deeply upset me yeah and that is my hill i will die on it i will die on it i told my dad i'm gonna die on this hill yeah okay if somebody held a gun to my head and say math is blue i couldn't do it i can't do it yeah 
Okay. I, hmm. The hard thing is that it's been a very long time since I've taken any subject that wasn't English. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, or that like wasn't a humanities. Yeah. So I feel like the humanities are cool colors and STEM is Thank warm you. colors. So it's like, if I. Although, I'm, no, I. See, it's, I don't really have a huge issue with all the other colors. You can yeah. name it as you want. Although me and Eddie agree perfectly. My friend Eddie agree perfectly what color is what. Like history and mm-hmm. like social studies is black for us. Like it just is. That makes sense. It. I feel like a lot of that is environmental too. Like mm-hmm. you just one day in like second grade, your color comes to you and you're like, okay, done. And it's like, yeah. it's the same way like paper clips. Mm-hmm. Like whether the little side goes on the front or the yeah. back. It's like. This is, there's no actual reason it could, it needs to be either way, but heaven help you (laughs) if you try to change it on someone, like from their system, it's like, no, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. So any who's, yeah, Charlotte's uh, will sometimes sacrifice their own long-term happiness for security. Mm -hmm. That's the big weakness in the uh, in the novel is that yeah. Charlotte marries Mr. Collins knowing that she's never going to be happy but she's always going to be safe Yeah, and it's like I don't have many options so I'm going to take this one and yeah. in LBD it's a job offer and yeah. that works out much better because yeah. I, I think they really they really just killed it on that adaptation oh, just it's so good I love it so much I'm going to watch the whole thing tonight instead of studying for the SAT no don't do that <laughs> no don't watch the whole thing tonight because then you have to get to the one episode that ends with why doesn't he love me Lizzie mm. There you go. So that's the big thing. This is the only spoiler in this episode <laughs> of Spoilers Ahead. Is that how are we going to handle Lydia's infidelity? Mm-hmm. And by infidelity, I mean promiscuity. Yeah. Like, because in modern society, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's a dick, but he's not like reputation ruiner. Yeah. That's like, okay, we've all dated hot people that were idiots. Yeah. <laughs> we've all okay. been there. Um, and you know, pregnancy, they were like, we don't want to punish someone with a baby. Yeah. Like that's not a message we want to send. Yeah. And also we don't really want to tie Lydia to Wickham today because like in a lot of ways, Lydia is less tied to Wickham married to him than she would be if he had like ruined her reputation as as a youngster or as like a 16 year old. So in the, in the uh, Lizzie Bennet diaries version, it's a sex tape. Mm -hmm. Like Wickham talks Lydia into filming them having sex Mm -hmm. and then he threatens to post it online because Lydia is a minor YouTube celebrity. Yeah. Um, Along with her sister Lizzie who is a somewhat bigger YouTube celebrity. Somewhat bigger. (laughs) Yeah. So so that's the the big twist and the big adaptation and and I honestly like Mary Kate Wiles absolutely (laughs) killed it with that part. Um, and 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 the writing on LBD is just fantastic. It's so good. Cause honestly, like, also I need to pre- like, I need to tell everybody that you don't see Darcy until like you never see his face until like yeah way through yeah until way, it's, way, like, way 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 a in. thing until yeah. they're like a thing. The other thing is, well, you you first see his face during what would have been the proposal or yeah. during the first proposal. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and you see Bingley. Who is Bing Lee and Asian and great <laughs> yeah, and I Caroline love it. I love it so much. Caroline Lee, who is the uh, worst. Uh, also, I love that Jessica Jade Andres in like real life is very bubbly and bouncy and chill. Yeah, and like she gets that ice cold like Asian mom face, yeah. and I'm just like, 
Oh boy. This is acting. No oh, wonder this okay. show got an Emmy. Also, this that show got an Emmy. They deserved it. Hands yeah, down. that's like also what? <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Okay. They should have. Here's the th- here's a theory. I think that there are two things that decide whether a Pride and Prejudice adaptation is great. Kay. The other four, the other four sisters, uh-huh. and Darcy, and that's it. Because uh-huh. Wickham is an easy part to cast and an easy part to play. Yeah. Because he l- only lies on screen, yeah. which means that he doesn't have to like. He's not Hans. Right. In Frozen, where like you see him turn, it's like yeah. someone else who is more trustworthy um, right. shuts down right. his lie. So you don't have to have like a yeah. brilliant Wickham. Yeah, Wickham's a great character. Bingley is a golden retriever. In fact, the whole plot would be fine if you just had an actual golden retriever, and the whole thing is that Jane misses her dog. Yeah, it would be fine. That would be fine. You could probably pull that off, but the strength of Jane, Charlotte. I'm, I said Charlotte instead of Kitty on purpose because yeah. Kitty's strength is only Lydia's strength. Yeah. And then Mary because Mary is so freaking funny. Yeah. And funny because she's the worst. Right. Like she has no idea what to say in any right. situation. My theory is that Mary Bennett is is on the spectrum. That makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's like, Mary, what do you think about this? And she just repeats a fact. Yeah. And I'm like... Like I didn't realize yeah. it until I was rereading it this time, and I'm like, Mary Bennett has as like Asperger's syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is exactly what everyone I know who's on the spectrum sounds like. Yeah. Oh, it's fun rereading or watching, or yeah, mostly rereading like yeah. older books and being like, they're on the spectrum. They're on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Which brings me to the anxiety scale. Here's the thing. We talked about the Buffy Summers rule. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to bring back Little Women because it's hard not to kind of compare Pride and Prejudice and Little Women. Like they have so much in common. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so much that's different, but but also like the way that they're similar makes the differences more obvious. Right. But here's my theory. Okay. Joe March is Lizzie Bennett, but make it socially anxious. Yep. Because Lizzie Bennett could not give a single fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, like, Darcy's like, she's not handsome enough to tempt me. And Lizzie's like, you guys will never believe what this douchebag uh, said. Y'all. Out loud. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, uh, Lizzie Bennett and Jane Austen both would have, like, a wicked awesome Twitter. They would just be oh, yeah. roasting the mansplainers. Joe March unfortunately cares. Her shield yeah. is that she's like, I'm I'm weird. And everyone's like <laughs> It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Meg March is like if Jane Bennett's pers- personality had a hangover. It's like almost there. Oh, so close, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meg is like almost there. But also not quite. Yeah. And she does care more about her little sisters than Jane's seems to mm-hmm. like jane is very like <laughs> kitty and lydia <laughs> what can you do and meg oh, is like no. you did what to joe's book <laughs> i will not defend you <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> you're in trouble with me too <laughs> i'm angry <laughs> uh, <laughs> beth march is georgiana darcy but make it poor <laughs> and amy march is lydia bennett but make it common sense <laughs> 
which is honestly fun. It's so fun. Yeah. All of them are so fun. I like that th- I like that this accidentally turned into P&B and Little Women special. <laughs> and Little Women. <laughs> also, also, Kira Knightley is perfect as Lizzie Bennet. Oh, yeah. Like, she delivers the lines that they lifted straight from the novel so well that when I'm reading them, I hear them in her voice. Yeah. Like, that's I, the goal. <laughs> I don't have the kind of money to get Kira Knightley to read Pride and Prejudice for the audiobook, <laughs> but if I did... That would be my only project. Yeah, <laughs> like that would that would be what I spent it on. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have I have paid off my student debt, and now I find Kira Knightley. <laughs> like, that's my plan. <laughs> Where's Kira Knightley? I've paid it off. Where's Kira Knightley? Excuse me, ma'am. I have a proposition. It'll be great. Also, Pride and Prejudice is just so funny. Oh, like it's so funny. And the stakes are realistic. Yeah. Like, there is a reason Mama wants everyone to get married. <laughs> money. Well, they're also well, like, all going to be homeless. Like, yeah, like... Money, but more specifically, security. Exactly. Like, safety. Money in the sense of, like, not for fun, but for uh necessity <laughs> yeah not money for yeah. clout money for we can't get jobs yeah like exactly. we, we have to be secure because like, we need it mm-hmm. we need money Monner. and we don't have it oh well this is going to be troublesome oh no and wickham is just such a good bad guy because we all know yeah. that guy who's just so pretty that he can say anything and everyone's like Oh, poor baby. Yeah. And casting in both the 2005 and Lizzie Bennett was chef's kiss. So good. So freaking good. Wes Adderhold. I'm so happy. So happy for him with his card company. He makes greeting cards now. But I'm also so happy that before he went into the greeting card business... (laughs) He gave us what a what a <laughs> shift <laughs> the from Wickham to greeting cards. Is it that? There should be a documentary about that. <laughs> from Wickham to greeting cards. Well, what happened to Wickham? <laughs> well, and Daniel Vincent Gord as William Darcy instead of Fitzwilliam Darcy because nobody's naming their kids Fitzwilliam now. I want to Wickham. Where are they now? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, oh, you want to hear some tea from the 2005 Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> the way I'm sitting right yeah. now says yes. Okay, so like, this is why I think that film was the best acted. Mm-hmm. One, the guy who played Bingley and the lady who played Jane had previously broken off an actual engagement. Oh. Yep. <gasps> oh. Like, <laughs> like, they had dated for quite a while. I think it was, I think they were engaged, if I'm remembering right. And so the memeable, like, memorable, iconic line of the decade, yes, a thousand times yes, she said that to her ex. (laughs) 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 Ain't nobody a better actress than Rosamund Pike. There are other actresses. (laughs) I'm not pissing on their graves. However... (laughs) If she doesn't get damehood or whatever it's called when you a lady, yeah. by the time she's like all the dames ages, yeah. she has been robbed because that wow. woman. Also, she was a Bond girl and not the good guy. So like, 
If you can oh. play Jane Bennett in a Bond girl, you have Damn. the range. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. The range. Second thing is Kira Knightley dated the guy who played Wickham after they made the movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, after. I'm like, oh. Like, they, they hadn't. I think they started, if I'm remembering right, because I'm not looking it up on IMDb right yeah. now, but like they started dating because they met on the set of Pride and Prejudice. Interesting. <laughs> and I'm just like, that, huh. well, but th- I mean, that's how acting works. Yeah. <laughs> like you, I mean, <laughs> remember yeah. that time I like dated the guy who was playing my stage brother? <laughs> like it was fine. Yeah, it was it's fine. fine. It's acting. It's, uh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. The other thing is uh, they didn't have to teach can't remember her name right now i'm blanking uh lydia had to do a british accent she was the like only american in the <laughs> cast well, <laughs> and she had a perfect british accent just like excellent. first day and i'm like got it perfect such a good actress she also played um johanna in hunger games uh, and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. you also have the range <laughs> the, the range, range. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh the daughter and stepmom which is the the saddest movie ever made. Oh. Have you not seen Stepmom? Mm-mm. All right, here's the pitch. I don't wanna. <laughs> it's not the saddest movie ever made. <laughs> it's just it's heart wrenching in the sense that like, ooh, this is almost reality. Like this, this fits. Okay, here's the here's the thing. Susan Sarandon has kids with I can't remember him. He's not irrelevant. The movie's called Stepmom, not Stepmom and her husband. Stepmom and her husband. So Susan Sarandon has two kids with this guy who is now dating Julia Roberts, who's like a photographer artist type. And Susan Sarandon's like a PTA mom oh, who gets diagnosed with terminal cancer and oh. has to come to terms with the fact that Julia Roberts, artist photographer, is going to be raising her kids. Oh, no. That's the premise. And it's great. Oh, no. <laughs> And there is a scene in which Susan Sarandon tells off Julia Roberts while smoking a joint. <laughs> it is the only scene in cinema uh, worth watching. Excellent. The most perfect scene in the history of cinema. Just kidding. It's all of Stepmom. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just kidding. It's all of Pride and Prejudice. Just kidding. It's every episode of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Yeah. Especially episode 69. What? Oh, gosh. The fact that we're doing a visual gag on a podcast is reason number 67 that Lizzie Bennett's are perpetually single. Um, You haven't high-fived me yet. Thank you. I high-fived you. Here's the other thing. This is the Lizzie Bennett theory. My theory. It's better to be lonely and single than lonely and stuck with someone else in the house. And that's why Lizzie Bennett don't just marry Collins. Hey. <laughs> it's like nope, 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 The 2.5 WPF club. What do you what is the 2.5 WPF club you ask? The 2.5 kids white picket fence club. Everything about Pemberley Digital. It really is the best. It it might be my favorite, like, modern adaptation of anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> because it was so well thought out. Like, yeah. so many modern mm-hmm. adaptations also shoehorn things in, like, mm-hmm. change people's sexualities and things like that, where right. I'm like, 
if it's in the text, like if there's a subtext where, you know, this character has long had a LGBTQ reading, yeah. go for it. Like, yeah. Do it. Do it. But if the characters never had that reading, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like um, March Family Letters, which is also a YouTube show, Adaptation of Little uh-huh. Women. They make Meg March. Uh, they they change John Brooke to Joan Brooke. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, never in the history of anyone reading this book has anybody thought that right. Meg March is bi or right. gay. Like, nobody However, when Beth was like, I'm asexual, I'm not into Lori, like, I'm not into anybody, and I ain't ever going to be into anybody, it was like, oh, this makes sense. Oh, makes sense. Like, this tracks. Yeah. It's got the evidence behind it. Yeah. So, modern adaptation, textual evidence. Yes. Lizzie Bennet Diaries, making it a vlog where now Lizzie's perspective is aggressively the only one we're getting. Yeah. Not the movies where we can come to our own conclusions, even though the cameras do, and it's best to make us sympathetic to Lizzie's cause. Yeah. No, no. LBD is like, I'm Lizzie, and I'm telling you the story the way that I remember it. And Charlotte's like, excuse me. <laughs> um... That's not how that happened. Uh, I was also there, and that is not what happened. <laughs> Me and Chloe. This is what happened. Um, no, that's not. Stop. Sh- shut up. First of all, that's not a wrapping. It's a doorbell. <laughs> not a wrapping. That's a doorbell. Mm-hmm. And the casting is is pretty... It's a truth universally acknowledged that Pride and Prejudice adaptations are very well cast. Oh, yeah. If so you, good! If you haven't read Pride and Prejudice and you're like, why should I bother? Let's talk about why should you bother. Yes. Because the 2005 movie is not that long. Mm-hmm. You can just watch it. It's beautiful and perfect. Yes. Lizzie Bennet Diaries. It's on YouTube. Do it. It's also, it's longer like total watch time, yeah. but each episode is no more than 15 minutes. Yeah. So you you got time. And okay? like most of them are like five. Five. Yeah. Like, Yeah. It's a couple longer ones near the end. Why didn't he love me, Lizzie? <laughs> Do you ever just want to hold someone for 30 to 40 years? <laughs> <laughs> 30 to 40 years. Um, okay, why should someone bother to read Pride and Prejudice? If the It'll m- be on the AP Lit exam. <laughs> okay, that's one reason. Do it. <laughs> okay, why should somebody bother to read Pride and Prejudice? It'll be on the AP Lit exam. Why else? <laughs> it's excellent. Okay, it is excellent. It's one of the good oldie ones where you can be like, I'm being fancy and literate. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it also is. being interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a boring one because there's some boring ones that you're like, I mean, I'll go through it because I want to, like, have read some of them. Yeah. It's like, it's one of the good ones to read. Yep. You kind of know what's going to happen from the beginning. And yeah. so it's one of those where you get to enjoy how we get there. Yeah. But I think my biggest argument for why you should read Pride and Prejudice is that all of the commentary is a subtweet. <laughs> yes. Like every single sentence yep. is just Jane Austen being like, this person is an idiot. <laughs> and I am here to tell you why. Record scratch. Uh, you might be wondering how I got, got in a conversation you. with this person. <laughs> well, Uh-oh. here's the thing. We all make mistakes. My mistake was being born into this family. <laughs> oh, get it, Jane Austen. Not to be confused with Jane Bennett. <laughs> Who is... Hmm. 
interesting. Yeah. Jane Jane Austen is definitely a Lizzie and not a Jane Bennett. No, no. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. And I mean, no, it no. is the most Lizzie move to be like, I will make a character who is good and kind and who everyone likes. She's the prettiest person in every room she's in. If she has any faults at all, it's that she's too nice. And I will call her Jane. <laughs> Which, to be fair, sounds like the right name for someone like that. Like, I can't think of any other name that Jane would have. Mm, that's true. And also, we've ruined the name Jane for ourselves forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is the subtweetiest section. Or one of them. Uh-huh. Mr. Bennett's expectations were fully answered. His cousin was ab- as absurd as he had hoped, and he listened to him with the keenest enjoyment, maintaining at the same time the most resolute composure of countenance and except in an occasional glance at Elizabeth, requiring no partner in his pleasure. <laughs> like, I invited my dumb dumb cousin over to laugh at him, and it worked! <laughs> and it worked! It was great! <sighs> Mr. Bennett's so good. Oh. I really, really oh, do. I, love, I, I really appreciate Mr. Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Donald Sutherland as Mr. Bennett really did just... Ugh. Wow. He really did, you know, bring the fire to that role. I have the highest respect for your nerves. They've been my constant companion these last 30 years. <laughs> oh. Lizzie, it is your duty to, to marry a, a rich, 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 rich doctor. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lizzie. Yeah, it's a uh, it's great. Oh. This is Do I think this is our most are like episode most similar to a Christmas special in that yeah. we're just like chatting. Yeah. But you know what, guys? We run this show. Who run the show? We do. We do it. Who run the show? Bennett. It us. <laughs> it is us. It us. Yeah, Lizzie Bennett it might have cared at one time. The only thing that I feel robbed is that we did not get to see Carrie Fisher play Lizzie Bennett. Yeah. Like, we could have had a Pride and Prejudice adaptation when Carrie Fisher was, like, Star Wars age. Because that is, like, my dream. Uh, (laughs) I live! Uh, No, I die! I really, 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 really wouldn't mind Michael B. Jordan playing Wickham. (laughs) (laughs) I would not be angry. Oh, also, Chadwick. Can, okay, the Black Panther cast in Pride and Prejudice. This is all I need in oh, my life, yeah. because if you think Chadwick Bosman couldn't take Mr. Darcy and bring him up to like Oscar worthy, incorrect. Imagine Martin Freeman as Mr. Collins. Like if they <laughs> if they like made an old Collins. <laughs> Instead of having Collins be like the same age as the girls, having him be like this old man. I've died. <laughs> I'm now dead. <gasps> John Boyega is Bingley. <laughs> He's just confused the oh. whole movie. <laughs> oh. Oh, just MCU characters in general. As oh my god. Okay. Okay. Prejudice. Give him like three more years. Tom Holland as Bingley. <laughs> <laughs> And Zendaya as Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
clutching my skull. Your face. <laughs> like my literal bones. <gasps> okay. All right. We're doing it. We're doing it. Guys, every guys, time we talk about Pride and Prejudice, we have to cast. Okay, but here's the thing. It's because Pride and Prejudice is like a perfect archetypal story. Yeah. Like everyone really does embody like a mythological mm-hmm. level of that type of person. Yeah. So we gonna cast. And this is a preview of our next episode, which is going to be Mary MCU Miss. <laughs> and normally we don't plan this far in advance, but you know what? New Year's resolutions or whatever. Actually, it's that we want to take a holiday break. So we're going to do some pre-recording. Exactly. You know what? This podcast isn't popular enough for us to have to pretend that no. we're like grown professionals. Ooh. 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 All right. Casting. M- okay. MCU actors only as the characters yes. in Pride and Prejudice. First off, let's start with Mr. Bennett. Okay. Mr. Bennett. And we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do. Mm, genetic blind casting Mm -hmm. i am not interested in playing that game of like yeah oh they have to race match like all the bennett sisters have to be (laughs) (laughs) the sound of me choking to death on my own vomit (laughs) (laughs) okay leticia Um. wright is georgiana darcy just want to get that out there yeah okay so sure he's playing Gigi. yes okay Robert? Like, yeah. Like Robert. I mean, we had. <laughs> we had <laughs> I was trying to think of literally anyone. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like no. Cause, well, because seeing Robert Downey Jr. playing a character who like doesn't talk that often, and then when he does, it's super witty. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Excellent. And all he does is just react in the background of things. Like, yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> I said Tom Holland is Bingley. But I may want to take it back and put Chris Hemsworth as Bingley because we all know Chris Hemsworth can be a puppy. That's so it's true. I'm kind of torn. It could it kind of depends on who's Darcy because like yeah see but I, Zendaya as Lizzie just oh wait no. no who's Jane who's Jane oh gosh that's hard who is gonna play Mary because. Mm. Kitty is easy once yeah. we cast Lydia. Who's playing Mary Bennett? This whole section is going to be so freaking hard to edit. <laughs> I'm not going to edit it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay. Mary Bennett. Can we change it to Mark Bennett and make it Jacob Batalon? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. I like it. Great, great, great. Mark great. Bennett. So if we're going to have, because if we're going to have like all the characters. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Oh, no, that ruins the whole daughter's thing so oh. it has to be a girl yeah um hmm. i changed my mind i want brie larson as lizzie bennett <laughs> my eyes <laughs> just my okay because brie larson is lizzie bennett scarlett johansson is caroline bingley excellent <laughs> i'm great at this excellent oh so who in the mcu is pure of heart enough to lift the hammer and play Jane. It's Natalie Portman. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Uh, Brie Larson. Which means that the perfect. Oh my gosh. No Zendaya could totally play Mary Bennett. She could. To- mm-hmm. Girls got the range. <laughs> Girls got the range. Yep. 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 
I mean, I'm still into Michael B. Jordan as Wickham. Yeah. That's staying. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of, ke- I kind of am still into like Chadwick Bosman as Darcy. Yeah. Because also that means we would get Brie Larson and Chadwick Bosman. <laughs> my oh. ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Winston Duke as Bingley. Which one's that again? Mbaku. Oh, yeah. big cheerful happy yeah really is just the black panther martin freeman as collins i can't get over it because it's too perfect oh yeah no that Mm, one stays that one stays oh my gosh i mean you could totally do iron fam and just make gwyneth paltrow mrs bennett and karen gillian kitty bennett oh my god (laughs) or even lydia bennett just the iron meanie is lydia (laughs) (laughs) sorry blue meanie (gasps) I got it. I got it. I got uh, it. Uh, Karen uh. Gillian as Lydia Bennett. Uh-huh. Zoe Zaldana as Kitty Bennett. It might be an abusive underuse of Zoe Zaldana. However, if she could say like half a beat behind Lydia, this yeah. is why I did so much directing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I feel like we pretty much nailed it. I yeah. mean, really, you just need to start with the Black Panther cast and then move forward. Yeah. The thing is about the Hemsworths is they're great. However, if I'm only going to get to use Chris Hemsworth once in like one of these fantasy casts, classic novels, unfortunately, I need him for another book. I need him for another one. My princess is in another castle. (laughs) It's Princess Thor. (laughs) My princess Thor is in another castle. The other option, which is a little bit of a reach, is that Taika could play Papa Bennett because he is in the MCU. (laughs) Mr. Bennett (laughs) crying (laughs) I love him I think Korg as Mr. Bennett just as Korg (laughs) (laughs) frightening I'm horrified wait 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 that opens us up for the very best thing that means that Robert Downey Jr. is playing Catherine DeBerg <laughs> as Lady Catherine DeBerg. <laughs> this is all I ever needed in life. <laughs> Lady Catherine DeBerg. It's just Robert Downey it's Jr. in a dress and no one acknowledges. It's just Martin Freeman talking about Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. In a, in a dress all the time. Just every single sentence. Watson's never escaped the Sherlock's. And Benedict, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch actually would make a good Darcy as well. Yeah. Because he's got the wrong face. Yeah. And by the wrong face, I mean, here's the thing about a Darcy. They seem like a jerk. They're just shy. Yeah. Bingley's. awkward. Yeah. (laughs) Bingley's seem like a puppy and are a puppy. Yeah. Wickham's seem like a puppy and are a scorpion. And are a scorpion. And then Darcy seem like scorpion and are. Darcy's, <laughs> Darcy's are the pit Regular. bulls of the world. Yeah. We think they're scary, but it's bad marketing. Yeah. But in this case, their marketing is their manners. <laughs> like, their marketing is their manners. Like, it seems it seems mean, but it's just sad. And yeah. it's like shy people with a deep voice sound snarky. Yeah. And that's why most of them don't have deep voices. Oh, well. So what's your wreck of the week? Huh. I, ca- I can't imagine oh we have God. we have beat this book to death. 
Um, uh, my wreck of the week is Stick It Ugh. slash the soundtrack. Very good. Do it. We're going to talk about it at some point because I want to. I insist. So I'm not going to talk too much about it. But the premise is uh, gymnastics or juvie. So it's holes, but with <laughs> gymnastics. Exactly. Holes, but make it gymnastics. Exactly. And the soundtrack is excellent. My wreck is actually a take on Stick It. And I actually picked my wreck ahead of time. So it was already going to be there. Dang. Synchronicity. Batches. Yeah. I already said the one word, so I kind of feel like I can. Yeah. <laughs> I might bleep yeah. them both, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, Out Here All Night by Damone, which is Ooh. a band. Mm-hmm. Like one of their songs, uh, Out of My Way, is on the soundtrack. Yeah. And I listen to the whole album and I'm like, nope, this is great. This is so great. good. This is great. It's like power power pop or um, yeah. like proto pop punk. It's like somewhere in there. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to put my finger on the genre, but it's it's good. It's yeah. it's a jam. But it's good. It slaps is is the short it answer. Slaps. You have bewitched me in body and soul. Roll credits! Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. This podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both Heidi and I do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on the podcast app thing. Or get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. We'd love to hear from you. What? Absolutely. Also, the costume theater in Lizzie Bennet Diaries is perfect. And also, yes. the Asians in Lizzie Bennet Diaries are perfect. Like, the way that they made Charlotte Lucas into Charlotte Lou, it's so perfect. Yeah. Here's the thing. The only way we're going to stop talking about Pride and Prejudice is if I stop recording. Okay, bye! So, what we have next is... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>